Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast, Popular Conspiracy Theories Number 1. Just as regions across the U.S. have their own urban legends, many have controversial conspiracy theories as well. Throughout the U.S., there are people who believe the government, large organizations, or secretive companies are hiding the truth from the public. These conspirators strive to uncover the truth behind some of the biggest news stories from supposed UFO sightings to the JFK assassination to the Kentucky Derby. We'll go over some of the wildest conspiracy theories from around the U.S. I have Debbie with me today. Welcome, Deb. How's it going? Well, you know, if anybody hears any clicking in the background, it's not a conspiracy. We have dogs and a new hardwood floor. Yeah, the studio has a new hardwood floor and a dog that really doesn't like to be left in the backyard. And a house under construction, so So, it's been a rough day, but we're ready. So we're going to plow through it. Some of the most popular conspiracy theories in the U.S. around the Kennedy assassination. On November 22nd, 1963. Where were you? I was born in February of 63, so I was a mere child. And what happened when they changed your, your diaper? My grandma was changing my diaper when she heard that the, she I saw heard. it on TV that the president had been shot, and she said that she stuck me with the pin. Wow. Um, it's, a, it's a great family memory, yeah. It's a horrible story both ways. It is. Uh, president John F. Kennedy was in a motorcade in Dallas, Texas, when he was struck by two bullets. He died at 46 years old. Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested for the assassination of the president, and two days later, Oswald himself was killed on live television. The Warren Commission was then created to investigate the incident and concluded that Oswald acted alone. However, some believe there's more to this story. There are theories that the CIA hired Oswald because of the president's reaction to communism and the Bay of Pigs invasion. Others believe the mafia, Cuba, or even the Soviet Union were involved in the assassination. When videos of the incident were released, people claimed Oswald's location made it impossible for him to have killed the president. Did you uh, see the JFK, the movie, with uh, Kevin Costner? No. It was by Oliver Stone, Ed Costner, Gary Oldman, Lemon, Walter Matthau, and um, it was good. It it was about a New Orleans district attorney, James Garrison, who um, Costner played him. He discovered there was more to the Kennedy assassination than the official story. But the John F. Kennedy assassination actually had the cons- several conspiracy theories, one of which is the subsequent murder of the prime suspect, Lee Harvey Oswald, by nightclub owner Jack Ruby, have spurred numerous conspiracy theories. These include alleged involvement of the CIA, the Mafia, Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson, Cuban Prime Minister Fidel Castro, the KGB, and some combination of these entities. Nobody got left out, I guess. The original FBI investigation and Warren Commission report, as well as the alleged benign CIA cover-up, have led to the claim that the federal government deliberately covered up crucial information in the aftermath of the assassination. Former Los Angeles District Attorney Vincent Bugliosi, is it Bugliosi? Yes. Estimated that a total of 42 groups, 82 assassins, and 214 people have been accused at one time or another in various conspiracy scenarios. I guess it wasn't you because you were still in diapers. I was in diapers. I did nothing. That's a lot of people that have been accused. Yeah, that didn't leave. Back in the day, that didn't leave a whole lot out. Some people 
believe the American military installation Area 51 is researching and experimenting on aliens and their spacecraft. I think this, Doug's probably one of these people. This is not new, and yes, it's one of my favorite topics. The famous Area 51 in the Nevada desert is a military installation at the Nellis Military Operations Area, otherwise known as Nellis Air Force Base. Nellis Air Force Base. Yeah. But the base quickly became known as the most secretive military site in the world because it does not exist on any map or any government website, leading many to craft conspiracy theories. And my first thing I ordered on the internet, which was a overhead photograph of the base. I don't know. It wasn't very detailed, but it was really cool. You think it was, it was like, real? First thing, I think it was real because it was blurry enough where I couldn't make out a whole lot. It looked a lot different when I actually got it than when I ordered it. So if it, you were to fly your drone over and try to take a picture, it would probably I, get shot down. I'm guessing it probably <laughs> would get, you know, there would be a lot of ordnance fired at that thing. Absolutely. So that's not our next vacation? No, I don't think, well, it might be, but I'm not going to fly anything over there. Some believe Area 51 is researching and experimenting on aliens and their spacecraft. More specifically, people think they are studying a crash that happened near Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. Others theorized the moon landing was staged at Area 51. The, the government has said the facility is used to test, test experiment, experimental aircraft for the military. Um, we, I know you saw the Bob Lazar, Joe Rogan uh, YouTube. That was such a good It was. If you are not a believer about Area 51, UFOs, alien bodies, um, you most likely will be. Uh, Rogan did an excellent... I mean, Rogan doesn't quite do as well as we do on these things, but he he, he does he does okay. He's learning, He'll you learn. know. Yeah. Um, we could introduce some whiskey to ours, I suppose. But anyway, yeah. Bob Lazar is totally believable. He is the man. Um, There's also a documentary on Netflix. Yes, that there we is. Watched that was absolutely yeah. great. Yeah, I the adjoining really Netflix. That. Yeah, documentary was also. I mean, if you don't like the unless you look, the music wasn't there, was it? The, no, it the was, narrator. It was just no. There was some weird music in it, but the narrator was good. It was just a yeah. great. Um, and I'm not as much of a UFO person as you are, and I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. It was it, it was something. Um, there's a UFO picture right there, yeah, it's hanging out of the back of a car. That's a blow up doll. Oh, blow up. A blow up. That's a blow, blow up, up doll. doll. Were the objects found in Roswell from aliens? Um. So on July 4th, 1947, a sheep rancher named Mac Brazel, or Brazel, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, went out to a sheep pasture in Roswell, New Mexico. He found some unusual objects, including metallic sticks, some foil reflectors, and some paper scraps. Um, since he had no idea what these objects were, he called the local sheriff, who then, of course, called the Roswell Army Air Force because there were things in a sheep pasture and the pieces were swiftly taken away in armored trucks. A few days later, the Roswell Daily Record published an article titled RAAF Captures Flying Saucer on Ranch in Roswell Region. There's a song about it, too. Sparking Conspiracy. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's a Credence Clearwater. Um, Sounds like, really? I Credence? I think it's Credence. I'm That'd be sure great for the uh, lead-in for the... Yeah, we'll have to, uh, yeah, we'll have to find that, that for you. Sparking conspiracy theories that would last decades. Many believe that the pieces found in the field were from an alien ship, even though officials said they were, of course, from a broken weather balloon. Years later, it was discovered that the objects were part of a secret military project called Project Mogul, which aimed to eavesdrop 
on the Soviet Union. Another which one Mogul of our was favorite hobbies. Yeah, Mogul, which was allegedly hot air, high altitude balloons with dummies attached, or no, a, a listening device attached right, to them. It. It, it would, after it got to a certain altitude, so it wouldn't get captured, it would just pop and These were fall to the ground. Pre drones, I think. <laughs> yeah, this was very pre drone. So actually, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base is most well known for its connect connection to the Roswell crash, although links can be made to other crash retrievals. Several, several eyewitnesses accounts of military personnel and even civilian workers who have handled debris from Roswell crash saw bodies of creatures not of our world give us a very plausible Wright-Patterson connection to the study of the alien technolo technology and physiology. In the home of the Air Force Institute of Technology, supporting the Air Force and the Department of Defense, the U.S. Air Force National Air and Space Intelligence Center is also part of Wright-Patterson. The base was well known for reverse engineering of foreign government aircraft during the Cold War. And then there was the hangar, the, the supposed, that's where they say Hangar 18, they, the movie, which allegedly this space, this space saucer hits the space shuttle. And then it crashes, they retrieve it, they put it in this hangar, in hangar 18, which was at uh, Wright-Patterson, they didn't say, I don't know if they even said Wright-Patterson, okay. but it, you know, um, you know, certain people that weren't supposed to find out about it knew it was, and, you know, mayhem ensued, but it was a very good movie. Was it a good movie? I don't, I haven't seen that one either. Oh, it was, it was we'll have to, I know we can find it, you know, with, we'll probably have to pay for it, but, you yeah. know, at four ninety nine and, you know, Prime. QAnon is a widespread conspiracy theory that a group of Democrats and elites are attempting to undermine Don, Don, Don Trump's, I can call him Don, right? He's out. He's, yeah. He's uh, presidency. Uh, QAnon is a baseless, well, we think they're baseless, far-right conspiracy. I don't think that they think they are. Yeah, they, it's... Uh, that some... claims President Donald Trump is secretly fighting a, quote, deep state cabal of satanic pedophiles and cannibals. That just seems like a waste of his time. Well, you know, as I went through this, I didn't... Well, go ahead. I'm just, go ahead. Well, this conspiracy theory dates all the way back to 2017 when a supposed high-level government official posted details of the inner workings of the government on the anonymous message board 4chan. This person identified themselves as Q. From there, the far-right group of people known as QAnon like was born. While QAnon started as a niche online forum, it's turned into a mainstream belief system for some conservatives, according to the Washington Post. However, the claims within the conspiracy theories have not been supported by any evidence. And I don't see any. Where's this pedophilia and all this? I don't think he has time for that. And I mean, with I'm the not, Post? I'm not a fan, but he's, come on. He's, built, well, he's so busy Washington. doing other things. He doesn't have time So some people believe that there's a, a research facility in Alaska is a mind control lab. The facility is located in the Alaskan mountains. In, the, in those mountains, you can find the high frequency active auroral research program, better known as HARP. That a girl. That helps scientists study the farthest distances of the atmosphere. The facility sits on 33 acres of land and has over 180 antennas. The antennas have collected data about the aurora borealis, radio waves, and other atmospheric occurrences. 
but some think the antennas are an experimental weapon that can control people's minds, according to the Smithsonian. Now, the Smithsonian... They think a lot of things. I know, but... Uh, okay, others believe it caused the Columbia Space Shuttle to destruct in 2003. That's out there. That would there. be cruel. In 2016, however, the facility held an open house so that the public could see that they were not up to anything dangerous. And I'd just like to throw out this X-Files episode called Skybusters, where the harp, where they kind of looked into the harp thing. We'll just toss this in. The project, um, the agents visit the project and talk to, you know, Scully and Mulder. Uh, and talk to Lewis Montgomery, the project director. He tells them harp is a research project des designed to investigate the effects of electronically heating the ionosphere. He also tells the agents they hope to be able to use the system to find mineral deposits and operate satellite safety in that, safely in that region. Scully and Mulder ask, we're talking about a X-Files episode, folks, just as a reminder. And if you've never watched the X-Files, yeah. really fun. Yeah, definitely. Mulder asks about the danger of the ionosphere, as it is a shield for the Earth to deadly radiation. She is rebuked by the director after talking to the director. The sheriff alerts Mulder and Scully to two more victims of raven attacks who also work for Harp. The woman who found the latest victim tells Mulder and Scully about the military uses for the Harp project. Is there a lot of ravens in Alaska, Deb? I don't know. I've never studied whether we have a lot of ravens here. We need a Jeremy. And uses the Harp project, you know, a guy that looks up stuff while we're talking to us at Again, the same time. Rogan has him. We ain't getting him. Uh, heart project, including particle beams, energy shields, weather disruption, and disruption of microwave signals. So you can't, you know, Be cook sure. your hot pockets. Yeah. She also tells them about how the harp signals interfere with living cells causing mutations. Later, they meet a Native American who tells them the story of how Raven created the earth and was the first woman. First woman was a black girl. He surmises that the raven is now getting revenge on man who is treating the earth so poorly. Well, that's not fiction. We treat the earth really poorly. Mulder sees the tale as the Gaia theory, which treats the whole earth as a living organism. Scully agrees the raven attacks were brought on by Harp, but for purely scientific reasons. As the agents confront the director with their findings, the ravens attack. The birds carry Montgomery away and leave the, the birds carry very lightweight Montgomery probably away and leave the earth, the agents relatively unscathed. Scully says the frequencies harp works on affects the human brain and those changes in the people are what cause the ravens to attack like dogs who can smell fear. The story ends with the congressional funding being cut, but the program continuing with grants from unknown sources to the universities involved in the program. Now we're back to reality, folks. Oh, no more TV. The military, is, in conjunction with the University of Alaska, has built a heart facility in South Central Alaska. The military says the heart program will enhance civilian and defense communications and surveillance. Detractors of the operation have grave concerns over other uses of the technology and what it could inadvertently do to the environment. Harp technology essentially electronically heats the ionosphere a level of the atmosphere which blocks various harmful radio lengths. Researchers have found that those working on the project have some insidious plans for the technology. 
we are talking about reality here, right? Oh, yeah. They include the ability to shut down all communication anywhere on the globe, including aircraft navigation systems and in-flight in flight, weather control and mining control. The environmental factor is another concern. In the past 100 years, we have poured a great deal of electromagnetic energy, magnetic energy, radio waves into the atmosphere. How much more can the atmosphere take before it starts to break down? I don't want to know. Also, some of the applications, such as using it. the it as a giant ray machine for any site on the planet, site on the planet operate on the same frequencies as to living organisms, people, fish, mammals, and so forth. What are the health effects that could come of this? I don't know. Maybe you lose the ability to talk because we've had a very long day. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. It's really slipping. <laughs> you know, some people in Idaho say the government is poisoning them with chemicals, Deb. What kind of chemicals? Let me see. Some people in Idaho believe the state is subject to government experimentation. They believe the government is dropping chemicals from airplanes at various times throughout the year. As evidence, they point to, quote, chemtrails or streaks in the sky that are supposedly leftover chemicals. One man on YouTube recorded a lengthy video of these long streaks in the sky in Idaho as evidence, while another pointed to the fact that he could no longer see the mountainous landscape because of chemicals in the air. And then in 2015, 2,000 geese, I'm assuming at the All same time, Just fell from the sky. Bam. They were found dead. It just says they fell from the sky and were found dead in Idaho. I don't know if they fell areas. as a group, but 2,000 geese were found dead. Some believe it was because of the chemtrails. Through the heartbeat. Environmentalists are saying that it was most likely an infectious disease like avian cholera. It was a very bad dose of avian and cholera. Then there's Johnny Gosh. Gosh was abducted in 1969 from Des Moines, Iowa, and conspiracies have surrounded his disappearance for years, and there it is, Johnny, on A milk the carton. milk carton. Remember what milk cartons? What really happened to Johnny Gosh? I don't know, but on September 5th, 1982, he was 12, and he just vanished without a trace from Des Moines, Iowa, while he was doing his morning newspaper run. Without any evidence or leads, the case went cold and has remained unsolved. But there are a number of conspiracy theories about what may have happened to him. Some people believe he was forced into a child sex ring operating in Nebraska. It always seemed like such a nice place. His mother, Noreen, received pictures of a man tied up in a basement, leading her to believe the theory was true. Though the man in the picture could never be proved to be gosh, and there was absolutely no evidence to prove the theory. In 1997, Noreen said her now grown-up son visited her with his captor. They've been together a very long time. Yeah. She said he told her he was all right, he was still alive, and that ignited even more conspiracies that he was still alive, but police do not corroborate. So they just show hi, Mom. And then she doesn't have, like, you know. She, oh, hi, Mom. He didn't, she didn't take a picture. She, he didn't, I guess he just, you know, waved and said, I'm okay. And then uh, maybe he visited her in a dream, and she's just hopeful. That was bizarre. It's a mom. Yeah, that's tough. Um, and then there's the bizarre conspiracy that White House reporter <laughs> Jeff Gannon is Johnny Gosh because, you know, they share similar political characteristics. And, of course, that would make him be Johnny Gosh. No, that's the same guy. It's JG. 
So you yeah, see, the they have the same initials, so it's the same gun. Yeah. The safeguard complex in North Dakota was built during the Cold War, but some think it's related to the Illuminati. The Stanley R. Mickelson Safeguard Complex in North Dakota was built in the 1970s to detect incoming missiles. The $500 million building is shaped like an unfinished pyramid, which like the one you can see on the back of the dollar, and has a round circle on each face, like the money store in West Sacramento. No, the money store in West Sacramento is a ziggurat. It's a different shape. Is it an upside down pyramid? It's not an upside down, but it's differently shaped. The pyramid is a pyramid, a ziggurat is a ziggurat. Okay, I always thought it was a pyramid. Anyway, it's not. Is that still there? Is that? It is still pyramid? there. It's now a okay. state building. Okay. I've, okay. I've, I have taken many a training class in that building. Okay. Meet people out in the world, <laughs> like a, in India, are like, what are you people talking there about? There is a spot in that building where if you talk, it can be heard throughout the entire first floor of the building. It's it had they have a name for it like it echoes, and no secrets. The there's no floor. microphone needed Same. if you talk in that spot. People can hear it for a really long way. It's so cool. Mysteriously, the building was opened and in operation for only one day. It opened on October first, nineteen seventy-five, and closed on October second, nineteen seventy-five, when Congress decided to end the program. Many, leading many to construct conspiracy theories. Some assume the building is actually used by Illuminati because of the pyramid shape, of course. Of course. Which is a symbol of the Freemasonry, the teachings, and the largest secret society. The Illuminati is a secret society of powerful men whose origins date back several hundred years. Through subtlety, the Illuminati attempts to dominate the world by controlling present-day governments, corporations, organized religion, and even the global global economy. Do you, Read yeah. the Da Vinci Code. Is that the Illuminati? The Da Vinci Code, yeah, that's all about them. And so now we go back to something that um, we talked about last week. There have been 2,032 Bigfoot sightings alone in Washington State. And that is a lot of Bigfoot sightings. There are a lot of Bigfoot sightings. It says, although there are... Bigfoot sightings all over the United States. Washington State has the highest number. There have been 2,032 sightings in the state, according to Newsweek. And that's Newsweek. Newsweek. So, you know, Newsweek has, is, are we running slow on news or? You know, you know. Well, no, the Bigfoot breakdown that we did in APP number four, where there's many, I don't want to say many, but there's several um theories as to what bigfoot is and it's really interesting so i urge everyone out there to really have a listen to that i found it as we were doing the research on it i found it quite interesting and as we found out last week there are a number of theories around the mythical bigfoot some believe it's a ferocious beast meant to be feared others think it's a harmless creature that wants to be left alone i i cannot go with that one there are other theories that bigfoot is related to humans since it walks on two legs Others think it's an extraterrestrial building, being. The original 1958 footprints, now this is just bad. The original 1958 footprints of Bigfoot were a prank by a man named Ray Wallace who lived near Bluff Creek in Northern California. This is according to the Smithsonian. And now the Smithsonian Institution Uh is dealing with Bigfoot footprints that aren't even real. So when... um, Ray Wallace died, his children revealed that the whole thing had been a joke. 
and um, yeah, so he died in 2002, and his and all of his children came forward and said, yeah, dad, dad thought that was funny. Great. Yeah. There's a giant active volcano under Yellowstone in Wyoming, and if it, if it erupts, it could wipe out the U.S. conspiracy belief. It could wipe out the U.S. Conspirators believe the government knows when the eruption will happen. Will the volcano destroy the U.S.? Yellowstone National Park is 3,500 square miles of wilderness, wild animals, and gorgeous landscapes. Under the park is something much more sinister. Dun, dun, dun. There's an active volcano that measures 44 miles across, and if it erupts, it can wipe out the entire United States. Some conspiracists are convinced that the next eruption can happen any day. Some believe the U.S. is drawing up contingency plans because the government knows the eruption is imminent. Conspiracists also point to videos of animals running from Yellowstone. <laughs> which people think is a sign of the coming eruption. Which is more likely. Experts no, say the animals are tourists. just running from the tourists. <laughs> they're just tourists. They don't want, they don't want Help! The, they don't want the COVID. Who are those people? They don't want the COVID. Yeah. Those people might have some disease. Yellowstone has been a national park since 1872, but it was only in the 60s that scientists realized the scale of the volcano, and not until the 80s did they grasp that this thing is fully alive and still threatens to erupt catastrophically. Yellowstone is capable of eruptions thousands of times more violent than the Mount St. Helens eruption of 1980, which burnt a Bigfoot that was then taken out by helicopters, as we know from episode four. Were they of federal? Our were they federal according helicopters, to, Debbie? According to reports, those were federal helicopters, and they were black, black federal helicopters. Who else would you know? No millionaire paints their helicopter, and they came and they took the Bigfoot bodies. Just took them. Well, we haven't found them anywhere else, so I guess they're with the black helicopters. If this uh, eruption happens, the northern Rockies would be buried in multiple feet of ash. Ash would rain on almost everyone in the United States. It would be a very bad day. Geologists are eager to understand what exactly is happening below all those volcano-fueled volcano hot springs and geysers. Obviously, they would like to know if and when Yellowstone will blow again and with what level of explosiveness. A major eruption would be a low probability but high consequence events, a proverbial black swan, something that could have societal and planetary effects. The problem for scientists is these big super volcano eruptions rarely happen and the most important action is out of sight, many low, miles below the surface involving chaotic forces, complex chemistry, and enigmatic geological features. Yeah, and it's this article as I went through it, with this went on and on about tectonic plates and pyrotechnic episodes and pressure from, you know, lava and the mantle. And we didn't think you guys want to hear the whole thing, but it's out there. There's a whole reason for this. So, but on a lighter note, mattress firms. There are mattress firms within a few miles of one another, leading some to believe it was a money laundering business, Doug. Is mattress firm in Chicago just selling mattresses? In 2018, a Reddit user brought attention to the fact that there was a high concentration of mattress firm stores in certain areas of the U.S., especially Chicago. The Reddit thread quickly went viral, and thousands sharing photos and maps that show mattress firm stores within 
half point half miles of each, half a mile of each other, and sometimes even across the street. This led people to theorize the retail company is a Monday money laundering Monday la money laundering <laughs> business. Mattress firm is some sort of giant money laundering schemes. One Reddit user wrote, "I remember seeing four mattress firms all on each corner of an intersection once, and there is no way that such a demand for there's such a demand for mattresses." The same could be said for gas stations, right? Starbucks. Now it was a gas Starbucks, station. Now yeah, it's Starbucks, Starbucks. Yeah. So the mattress mystery conspiracy. Ever wonder why there's so many mattress firms around? A quick Google search reveals dozens of mattress companies within easy driving distance of Elkhart. The same could probably be said for any town in any state across the nation. Do Americans really purchase enough mattresses to support the number of businesses? It makes me wonder if there just isn't something more to it. But rumor has it that there's more going on behind closed doors. Illegal things going on that could keep one up all night just thinking. That's the thing I think about. It's like, what yeah. about these freaking mattresses? Yeah, I think about you it know. all the time. One conspiracy theory suggests the mattress firm is particularly, in particular is a front for a money laundering scheme. But, yeah, really, who cares? This would help explain why... They're everywhere, but never seem to have any customers in them. Or could it be that the drivers peering into the fully windowed fronts just never see the customers because they're lying down testing out the mattresses? NPR notes that over 34 replacement, 34, 34, 34 million with an M, replacement mattresses are sold in the United States each year, serviced by roughly 10,000 mattress companies. Of those, you know, I really should, should get into betting. I don't yeah. know. Of, of those, nearly a third of them are apparently owned by Mattress Firm. Why? Because Mattress Firm went crazy buying up all the other, all their competitors. As a result, there suddenly could be and were Mattress Firm stores within eyeshot of one another. This is when the conspiracy theories started to emerge. Reddit is credited with igniting most of the hoopla when a person with the online name of Crazy Potatoes, Crazy Potatoes apparently posted the money laundering conspiracy idea. The post went viral instantly. People wanted to believe it. It was an easy explanation that seemed to make sense. However, easy, it isn't always right. Uh, yeah. NPR explains that after Mattress Firm acquired so many other companies, it suffered financially. In fact, Mattress Firm went bankrupt by overextending themselves a price they had to pay for trying to capture the entire market. As plausible as the Reddit theory sounds, it could be easily debunked by Mattress Firm's acquisition of so many other competitors. But it doesn't explain why so many Mattress Firms still exist after bankruptcy. Again, the answer is simple. A South African company, Steinhop, bought the company for $3.8 billion, billion dollars in 2016 and retained the name. Mystery solved. <laughs> really? $3.8 billion for, yeah, and I know we discussed this earlier, but it's like, you know, I mean, really? $3.8 billion? For one company, yeah. You know, and they probably don't even own all the, you know, all of the buildings either. And they just bought the inventory and there's lot. no set accounts. It's a retailer. That's so a I'm not buying 3.8 bill. Well, so there's a conspiracy. Yeah, I know there's something else. They're, they're buying the money laundering. Yeah. Some believe that Truman Capote wrote Harper Lee's famous novel. I know you like this one, To Kill a Mockingbird. So, um, 
Sherman Capote and Harper Lee both grew up in Alabama. They were childhood friends. They each went on to become celebrated authors. Capote wrote his crime story, In Cold Blood, and Lee, the great American novel, To Kill a Mockingbird. While Capote went on to write numerous books, Lee published only one other book in her lifetime, leading some to believe that Capote wrote To Kill a Mockingbird, according to CNBC. In a 2010 documentary, Lee's sister, Alice C. Lee, denied the accusation, saying Capote was just jealous of her sister's success. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated in Memphis, but some think there is more to the story. On April 4th, 1968, Martin Luther King Jr. stepped out onto his balcony at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee and was shot. The civil rights leader died at the Memphis hospital at 39 years old. So, so young. The killer, oh James Earl Ray, was caught, pled guilty a year later. However, many people, including King's own children, do not believe that Ray acted alone. Some believe the FBI or the Ku Klux Klan were involved in the assassination and believe that Ray was framed. According, that's according to NPR. The U.S. Justice Department investigated the death on three separate occasions. Once they concluded that there may have been a wider conspiracy, but there was really no hard evidence to support it. Yeah, I kind of was poking around when I was looking at this earlier. It was, it's interesting because Kennedy was assassinated in 63. Johnson took over as president in 63. And then in 68, Johnson was still president and Martin Luther King was uh, assassinated at that time. He was president. I also heard a wacky Johnson. Um, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory, but I heard that um, he owned stock in the Huey Aircraft Corporation. Well, the Huey Air Helicopter. I don't know if that's the manufacturer. But he owned giant stock in that company, and that's one of the reasons why he didn't really support um, us ending the Vietnam War, oh, because wow. he would, had stock in the, the well, helicopters. That's, that's a horrible thing to think. You know, and um, that was a wild one. And then there's the most famous UFO sighting happened in Florida. The most famous UFO sighting happened in Florida, Mississippi. And there's, there's a picture of it. What did officers see in the sky on the night of February 10th, 1977? This is a very important day in UFO conspiracy theory history. I know it's going to be a day that Doug celebrates. Well, I graduated from high school. Right? In 77? Okay. Yeah. It was the day several police officers claimed to have seen a strange object hovering in the sky in Florida, Mississippi, over the top of a forest. It was approximately 15 to 18 feet off the ground, Blue in color, kind of metallic blue with portholes around the center. Because all the aliens have to see out. They're like sightseers. Well, duh. It had, um, it was shaped like one of those spinning tops that the kids used to use, according to one of the You're officers. Too young. You probably don't even know what that I is. I know what a top is. Right. The officers followed the UFO until it vanished over the tree line. Years later, there seemed to be two spots in that forest that measure about 15 feet each where nothing grows. There's never been a formal explanation for that. UFOs seem to kind of come on the scene in the 50s and then kind of tapered off in the 80s. Yeah, in the 40s was kind of, I mean, I'm reading a book, UFOs Are Real, about an Air Force officer who was involved in Project Saucer. And 
I think they're real. I've never seen a UFO, but you yeah. know, I'm one of those. Yeah, I want to believe. I want to see one. I want to see one. I want to see one, but I'm, one. you know, and my, when my brother and I were kids in the um, late '60s and early '70s, that we were big on it. We wanted to build radar. We wanted to find these <laughs> things. Find the UFOs. But they kind of, I mean, as, I mean, we're going to talk about this. Is something a Alien Pro podcast is going to delve into time and again is where are they where they come from who's seen them you know so we'll um won't talk too much about it now but it's it's a thing so there have been countless sightings of Loch Ness like monster at Flathead Lake Montana what is lurking below the waters of Flathead Lake Dad? it could be the same thing that's in our Lake Tahoe we've got our Tassa, Tahoe Tessie. Tahoe Tessie baby yeah see and these guys in, in Flathead Lake in 1889 Captain James C. Kerr and his 100 passengers were aboard a steamboat then they reported seeing a 30 to 40 foot long creature in the Flathead, Flathead Lake as of July 2018 there have been 109 sightings of this creature according to NBC Montana I remember saying, look, look, that's it. We're seeing it. One witness told NBC. <laughs> from Alabama. <laughs> I, knew immediately, I knew immediately Dang. because the descriptions are all look the same. That thing. It was like 25 feet from what I we could see. Like 25 it, feet. It was like 25 was like feet from what feet. we could see, and it had humps. It was humped. Other witness said the creature humped. resembled the famous Loch Ness monster steel with steel black, black eyes. eyes. And Bins. Or are they making that into a tourist trap? Oh, you know they sell t-shirts. Oh, yeah. And then the Denver International Airport is well known for a number of conspiracy theories. This is mine. I think this is real. Of course it is. Who built the Denver International Airport? Uh, the Denver International Airport is twice this. This is incomprehensible, really. Twice, as, which is real. It's twice the size of Manhattan, New York, and almost every corner of the massive transportation hub has a mattress room. No, it's filled with conspiracy theories. For starters, the airport was $2 billion over budget. $2 billion for another bill they could have bought mattress room, leading some to believe it has an underground structure that is either used as bunkers or as the headquarters of the supposed, supposed world controlling group, the Illuminati. Do you know any Illuminati? I do not know any. Others believe the building was built by neo-Nazis because neo-Nazis built the airport because markers and plaques around you know the construction site with a swastika on the side of their truck, no, <laughs> like keep, World War II. Keep reading. <laughs> Nazis became markers and plaques around the airport, say it was funded by the New World Airport Commission, but no information can be found about the organization anywhere. The New World Order. Well, they probably went under because they were $2 billion over budget. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> what if they have a contractor's yeah, license? Probably. Some even say the runways are laid out like a swastika viewed from above. You could, yeah, I've seen a lot of airports. You could probably, if you strain yeah. hard enough, you could probably. The art around the airport is also some people's cause for concern. Are, are you concerned? I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. have, you, have you been to Denver? No. And, and I'm, I'm concerned with what we're reading right here. I was there last year. Yeah. I had a layover there. And Did you see? Too much Denver Bronco stuff for Did me. Did you see the art? You know, I should have. I had enough time in that layover. I probably should have looked for it. 
Most notably, there is a 30-foot sculpture of a horse that fell on the sculpture and killed him. Murals, murals around the airport are also troubling to some, including images of a Nazi officer in a gas mask, children nearing a burning build, near a burning building, and of course, the devil jumping out of a suitcase. So Hell yeah! That's what you don't want when you get to your hotel. Yeah, that's what I think about when I land. Hey, some people believe the chamber, Deb, behind Mount Rushmore holds some big secrets. What is the chamber behind Mount Rushmore really for? I did not know there was a chamber, but I guess most people know that Mount Rushmore... I saw National Treasure. I know it's up there. It's um, one of the most recognizable landmarks in the U.S. as the faces of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Theodore Roosevelt are carved into it. Not many people know there's a hidden chamber right behind Lincoln's head. The sculptor, Gutzon Borglum, created an 18-foot door behind the landmark that leads to an open room, 74 feet long, 35 feet high. Borglum intended to place America's prized possessions in this room. It was supposed to be called the Hall of Records. People be walking around in Lincoln's Just head. Just walking up there, hey, what's up? It's oh, still inside Lincoln's head. While the room does <laughs> contain important... There's a bunch of pennies in here. <laughs> While the room does contain... It does not contain pennies. While the room does contain important historical documents, the like the U.S. Constitution pennies. and the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> of course I'm assuming there. those are copies, not the originals. <laughs> it is now... And then what, to throw copies? There's copies everywhere. It's like... It is now sealed copy. off from the public leading many to create theories. Some believe the government is hiding something incredibly secretive there, like proof of extraterrestrial beings. Yes. Others believe there are hidden treasures in the room, an ex idea explored in Nick Cage's National Treasure Book of Secrets. Nice. The Georgia Guidestones is a famous monument that is known for its bizarre inscriptions, which led to a number of conspiracy theories. And it kind of looks like a miniature... Little Stonehenge. Little Stonehenge, but there's only three pillars, so, you know, built on a budget in 1980. We know how this one was built, though. A monument was built in Elberton, Georgia, and is known as the Georgia Guidestones. There are ten guidelines on the monument written in eight languages, which seem to be a set of rules for humans. For instance, one inscription reads, Maintain humanity under 500 million people, I assume people, in perpetual balance with nature, while another reads, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. The monument was paid for by a man who gave an alias, so no one knows who built it or why. Some think the inscriptions are telling the future and giving us a guideline for how to rebuild after an apocalypse. Others believe Satanists, 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 or the new, here we go, NWO, baby, New World Order. What if they got a hat? <laughs> a secret world-controlling group built the sculpture to promote their agenda. So their agenda is to keep humanity down. Yeah, well, well yeah. you know, keep balance. Balance keep in the world. humanity down. We've heard people in, uh, trying to do that before. In 1968, Deb, I know this is a horse thing. I know you're going to like this. The Kentucky Derby was shrouded in conspiracy theories. After the winner was stripped of his title. Oh. He's a good-looking horse. That's, that's Peter Fuller, and Dancer's Image is the name of the horse. And 
The question is, was he stripped of his title merely because he was a supporter of Martin Luther King Jr.? In May of 1968, Peter Fuller and his horse, Dancer's Image, won the Kentucky Derby and were given the $5,000 trophy. Three days later, Fuller and Dancer's Image were stripped of that title because traces of phenylbutazone were found in the horse's bloodstream. People believe they cheated. Fuller was shocked and categorically denied the results, eventually taking the problem to court. The situation rocked the Derby community leading to many conspiracy theories since Fuller was an outspoken supporter of Martin Luther King Jr. and even gave money to his wife, Coretta King. Some think anti-civil rights believers sabotaged the horse. According to the Lexican, Lexington Herald leader, others say it was an FBI plot orchestrated by J. Edgar Hoover because he disliked King and has always tried to discredit the civil rights movement. All of these theories remain unproven. You know, it's, it's quite a lot for, I mean, I, I know a racehorse is a big deal, but it's, it's quite a lot of derby. to go to the extent yeah. because oh, I don't like Martin Luther King, you know, yeah. and I'm, you know, you're going to strip you of your title. It's like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Anyway, John Dillinger is Indiana's most notorious criminal, and a lot of conspiracies surround his jail escapes and death. Was it really John Dillinger who was killed in 1934? During the 30s, Indiana-born John Dillinger became a national sensation and was named public, public enemy number one. He was wanted for the armed robbery of over 10 banks throughout Indiana and for stealing $300,000. If you're going to have that kind of notoriety, it would, you would think that you would be doing, you know, robbing more than 10 banks. It's, you know, seems, uh, you know, 10 banks, it seems kind of bushly. He then had facial surgery to become unrecognizable. He was killed in an alley in 1934 after the FBI put out a $100,000 reward for him. This is where the conspiracy theories begin. Some believe Dillinger was not killed in the alley because of rumors that said the body had brown eyes while Dillinger famously had gray eyes. The body also had signs of illnesses the famous robber was never known to have. In 1963, the Indianapolis Star received a letter from someone claiming to be Dillinger, leaving many to believe that the criminal survived throughout the 1900s. Wow, this guy's got syphilis. Dillinger never admitted he had that. <laughs> I turned your eyes brown, too. I turned his eyes a different color. You know, yeah, it's him. And then, Deb, a sinkhole opened up in Louisiana, sparking conspiracy theories throughout the state. And that is a sinkhole. Is the sinkhole in Louisiana a foreshadowing to a bitter, bigger cataclysmic event? In 2012, a 34-acre sinkhole opened up in Bayou Corn, Louisiana. Bayou Corn. Bayou baby. Corn. And it's still growing. The New York Times described the incident as the day the earth opened up. A voracious moth, 325 feet across and hundreds of feet deep, swallowing 100-foot trees, guzzling water from adjacent swamps, and belching methane from a 1,000 feet or more beneath the surface. Sounds like your dog. Some even said they caught a glimpse of hell in it. That, it does sound like it's hell. It's exactly like Annabelle. <laughs> Others believe the sinkhole is connected to the entire Gulf of Mexico, hinting at future cataclysmic event that will swallow the entire region. In other words... Everything between Texas and Florida will be sucked down into the earth. But then there's no scientific proof that this is true. 
So yeah. If you if you don't land there, don't you know sell and run away. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying before, my neighbor, uh, when I was up in the foothills, he said he lived in Florida, and then he's riding down the driving down the freeway, he looks over and. You know, we were talking about sinkholes. He says, yeah, it's the damnedest thing there. He says, yeah, I looked over, and there was this large lake. I mean, not huge, but it was pretty good size. And it was just a gigantic whirlpool in the middle of it, and just sucking everything down it, into the earth, you yeah. know. And, then, I mean, I was saying, you know, was there any, like, boats on it? He goes, no, there's no boats or anything, but. Um, Still a weird thing to yeah, see. It's, 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 it's weird, you know. So, on a lighter note, when. When people could not find the body of Maine's sixth governor, Enoch Lincoln, conspirators theorized about his whereabouts. Is he related to? We don't. And he doesn't look like him, so I'm gonna say no. No. So where he is? Still have a beard. Where no, is Enoch Lincoln's body? Don't talk about. Enoch Lincoln was a famous poet, early advocate for black and women's rights in New England. In 1826, he was elected Maine's sixth governor. And during his term, he chose the current site of Maine's capital. When he died in 1829, his body was placed in a crypt. In a 1991 inspection of the crypt, they found no remains. His body is still missing and has sparked a slew of conspiracy theories. Some say the state workers, when they cleaned the tomb, they just forgot to put the body back. I'm not sure what they would have done with it, but others theorize the governor was never buried there at all. And his body has never been found. How do you misplace a body? That say state workers are the state workers. Yeah, don't blame the state workers. For years, people across Minnesota have reported hearing low humming or roaring sounds coming from the sky. Why are there sounds coming from the clouds over Minneapolis? Can your sister tell us? I, she's never mentioned that she hears any strange mm -hmm. sounds. Do we have to ask her? For years, cities across Minnesota have reported hearing bizarre humming sounds that seemed to be coming from the sky. In 2011, for example, many people in Alexandria, Minnesota, caught the alarming sounds on camera. They could see the sounds, bringing attention to the phenomenon and sparking conspiracies. In 2018, theories were reignited when another high-pitched sound was heard in Minneapolis. Some simply blame it on airplanes, but others think the sounds are far more sinister they believe the sounds are from extraterrestrial beings or secretive military training. You know, there is a huge airport in Minnesota, Minneapolis, right? Is it um, where we flew in? Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. I think there's a lot of planes going in. Then there's Jimmy Hoffa, a famous labor leader, disappeared in Michigan in 1975, sparking countless conspiracy theories. Isn't he buried in a bridge somewhere? Yeah, he's under a... Like a football stadium or, I don't know, some house or something. Whatever happened to Jimmy Hoffa, Dan? Well, Jimmy Hoffa made a name for himself as a compassionate and driven labor leader who devoted his life to advocating for workers' rights. He started his career in Detroit, working his way up through the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, which is a powerful union at that time. Eventually, he became president of the union. Secretly, however, he was making deals with the local mob and was caught. When he was released from jail, he disappeared from a restaurant in Detroit. Many believed he was the victim of a mafia hit, but no body was ever found. Others are convinced the Teamsters murdered him so that he wouldn't become president again. You could just not vote for him. It what took, didn't they like about him? Well, because he was making deals with the local mob. 
Oh, yeah. It took seven years before Hoffa was officially declared dead, which sparked even more theories about where his body might be. Some believe his body is buried beneath Giant Stadium in New Jersey, while others believe he's buried under a swimming pool in Hampton, Illinois. It's got to be a swimming pool. Yeah, you'll never dig up a swimming pool. That'd be pretty safe. Yeah. You just do a remodel. You never really take up the whole thing. I have some experience in that. By 1988, there were 3,000 reports of UFO sightings in Wytheville, Virginia. Virginia. What was in the sky over Wytheville, Virginia? In October 1987, Wythe County Sheriff Wayne Pike reported that he and his deputies witnessed strange lights in the sky. It sparked a full panic in Wytheville, Virginia, prompting many conspiracy theories. By 1988, there were over 3,000 reports of UFO sightings in the area. That's more than Bigfoot sightings in Washington. It is more than that, yeah. All of a sudden, everybody started seeing things. A reporter said, reporter said the British Herald Courier, oh, that's a big one, British okay. Herald Courier, that's a big rag, paper. That same reporter said that he also saw something strange in the sky one night, which he described as a scintillating light. That's new. What's scintillating? Quickly, the story picked up national attention, but there has never been an official explanation of the sightings. Some theorize that the entire town was just experiencing mass hysteria. Some people believe the Joplin tornado in 2011 was actually created by the military. Julie has family in Joplin. Really? You should get some backstory on this. Yeah, I think that may be where she just went to to get a dog, too. Oh, really? On May 22, 2011, 5.41 p.m., Joplin, Missouri, was hit with a devastating tornado. Missouri. Missouri. Tornado with winds reaching 200 miles per hour. The tornado leveled the town and killed 161 people. However, the out-of-this-world strength of the tornado led some to create some conspiracy theories. The most popular theory is that the tornado was created by the U.S. military at a facility up in Alaska, known as High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, or HARP. HARP. The facility studies the Earth's upper atmosphere, but many believe it can create hurricanes and tornadoes like the one in Joplin. Experts say this theory is false, according to ABC News. Conspiracy theories surround a strange formation in New Hampshire town known as Mystery Hill. Well, if you're going to name something Mystery Hill, you're going to expect some stuff. Pretty mysterious, I'm saying. There's a strange rock formation in the wooded area of Salem, New Hampshire. In Salem, there is a 4,000-year-old architectural site, archaeological, sorry, sorry, archaeological site, that no one knows how or why it was built. The site comprises chambers, walls, drains, and basins, all made out of stone. Some theorize that the rock formation was built by Native Americans in the region or by colonial settlers. When William Goodwin purchased the formations, he came up with the theory that the place was built by Vikings or Irish monks long before Christopher Columbus arrived in the Americas. Some even think the site dates to the medieval ages. Another growing theory is that the site was used as a stop along a strip club, a strop, a strip club along the underground, a stop along the Underground Railroad to hide former slaves. And then Deb, 
Yes. An abandoned ghost town in New Jersey became one of the Internet's earliest conspiracy theories when the people theorized the town was the site of a group that practiced interdimensional travel. Oh, wow. I'm all about it. Ong's Hat is an abandoned town in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. The town dates from the 17th and 18th centuries, but the population dwindled dramatically in the 20th century, ultimately making it a ghost town. Some believe the town became populated again a few decades later. In the 1980s, a pamphlet was published saying Ong's Hat was home to a group of people that practiced interdimensional travel. The pamphlet claimed that the group started when two scientists from Princeton University moved into the abandoned town and eventually made, quote, the egg, which allowed people to travel to alternate universes. According to the pamphlet, the machine transported the entire group to a different dimension to escape police investigation. Well, that's handy. Yeah. The theory spread throughout the Internet. Although some people have come forward to claim they were part of this group at Ong's Hat, there's no evidence that the group actually existed. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, that wraps up part one of Alien Probe Podcast Conspiracy Theories. We'll continue uh, later on in another episode. Deb, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Doug. That was fun. You know, uh, pardon us for the dog click, toenails clicking across the new floor. <laughs> we need rugs. Uh, see us on Facebook at Alien Probe Podcast. Um, Instagram, Alien Probe Pod. Send in your questions to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.